Welcome to this day in history class. It's July 8th. Jonathan Edwards published his most famous sermon, which was Sinners in the Hands of an Angry God, on this day in 1741. This played out during the First Great Awakening that happened from the 1730s to 1740s, and it was a response to the Enlightenment and the Age of Reason. Culture in the American colonies had been shifting more towards secularism, and while there were a lot of religious denominations in the colonies, church attendance was dropping, people were more focused on rational thought and taking a more distanced view of religion. This really set the stage, though, for the Great Awakening, which its hallmarks were traveling preachers and ministers whose work was really rooted in Calvinism. A lot of the common themes were the need for all people to seek salvation immediately and urgently, and the total sovereignty of God, and the need for a very personal relationship with Christianity. So these concepts might bring to mind uh, traveling ministers whose whole experience is maybe having been raised in a very religious household and having had a lot of personal intense study in the Bible and in religion, but not necessarily in a formal way. And while Jonathan Edwards did have a family that was deeply religious, he also was educated at Yale. He graduated from there in 1720 and then continued to study divinity in the area and went on to earn a master's degree. He also served with multiple congregations and he taught Mohican children at a mission school. As for this sermon of his, he was the pastor of the Church of Christ in Northampton, Massachusetts when he delivered it. And he delivered it there in Northampton before the publication date that we normally cite with this particular sermon. It starts out with this verse from the book of Deuteronomy, their foot shall slide in due time. This is describing the Israelites and sort of the idea that they are ultimately going to slide into sin. It's just inevitably going to happen. Here's a quote from it. Quote, There is no want of power in God to cast wicked men into hell at any moment. Men's hands can't be strong enough when God rises up. The strongest have no power to resist him, nor can any deliver out of his hands. From there, he goes on to say that these wicked Israelites who were referred to in that Deuteronomy verse, they deserve to be cast into hell. They are already sentenced to being cast into hell. There's a lot of anger and wrath and torment and the devil being ready to seize these sinners. All of this language makes people think of Jonathan Edwards as this fiery, passionate preacher just terrifying his congregation with the idea of eternal damnation as this ever-looming, ever-present threat. But a lot of his preaching was really calm and subdued. Even this sermon, with its very fiery language, was apparently delivered with this very uh, dispassionate, detached, calm demeanor. That's not only, though, his most famous sermon, it's one of the most famous of the entire Great Awakening, So even though this wound up being so famous, Jonathan Edwards actually wound up uh, rubbing his Northampton congregation the wrong way. He was dismissed and preached a farewell sermon there on July 1st of 1750. He did go on to do a lot of other work with other congregations, and from a religious and a spiritual standpoint, he was hugely influential. In general, today's evangelical religions in the United States have a lot in common with what was going on with the Great Awakening, a similar focus on the need for salvation and the need for a personal experience and a need for a personal relationship with God and with Christianity. He also wrote tons and tons of other sermons, even though this is the most famous one. There are huge volumes of his work, and almost all of it still exists, with the Beinecke Rare Book and Manuscript Library at Yale having almost 99% of his complete works in his collection. 
In addition to all of that, like others of his time, he both condemned the cruelty of the slave trade and also enslaved people himself. And at the very end of his life, he was the president of Princeton for a brief time before dying of smallpox. That might actually have been contracted from a deliberate exposure method that was used to try to get people immune to smallpox before the actual existence of vaccines. Thanks to Eve's Jeff Coat for her research work on today's episode and to Tari Harrison for her editing work on all these episodes. You can subscribe to This Day in History class on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and wherever else you get your podcasts. Tune in tomorrow for a revolution 